I remember I was I interviewed Todd a couple years ago, Charles Ogilvy, but Todd Millie a couple years ago, and I was telling some one of my friend's mom about, oh, he has an investment group and like it's similar to the apartment investment group I joined. And she was like, Oh honey, that's sweet. Like I've been in an investment group since the nineteen seventies. So this white lady was like, Oh, this poor girl just learned what this thing is, you know? And she's been doing it since the nineteen seventies with other right. people. So it's almost like she would have never shared that information, you know what I mean, on her own. She, you know, why would she tell me that? So I think it's, unfortunately, we, we have a circle of not being told, not invited to those circles, um, unfortunately. And, 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 you know, just not looking for the information. This episode is brought to you by 24-7 Watches. Shop our limited edition luxury watches at 247watches.com. That's T W E N. TY47watches.com. Use code Todd Capital at checkout for a special discount. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 247watches. That's at T W E N T Y 47watches. Hey, everybody, it's your girl Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six figure YouTube earner and the author of the book Smartphone Millionaire How to Lend to People real estate and businesses from the palm of your hand and if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure youtube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states i would love for you to join me over at the classy climb youtube channel want more money to pay off debt and increase your income i'm terry egioma from invest with terry and i teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns my seven-step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over 16000 in a day without having a large account. Start big or small. These proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. This is the Thai Capital Manor podcast. This is episode number 103. My name is Charles Ogilvy, also known as Todd Mayer. They're Nina Nair, founder director of the Thai Capital Investment Club. Today, we have a special co-host. Her name is Rashana Scott. She was on episode 100. And um, yeah, she's going to bring some color to the conversation, bring maybe a different perspective than I have, because my perspective could sometimes be narrow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, make sure you leave us a rating and review, preferably a five-star review. Thank you for tuning in. You know the purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful African-American investors and business owners, and Erica is both. We want people to hear the stories of successful examples because they exist. We want people to learn that business and investing are the true keys to financial success and generational wealth. With us today, we have, as I said, Erica Williams. She needs no introduction. She has like thousands of videos on the internet, a ton of content on Instagram. She's connected and doing great things with a lot of powerful people on the internet. So I wanted to bring her back. It's like her eighth time on the show, probably not that many times, but <laughs> she's been on here a few times. But the reason why she's here is because we're going to talk about something that she hasn't touched on in this show. We're going to talk about group investing. We're also going to talk about her success in the trucking industry. So welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Erica from the Classy Climb blog. You know how we do. <laughs> What's the intro? Uh, so like a long time ago, I was really trying to get people to go to the blog. So I just kept saying, hey, everybody, this is Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. And like it just stuck. So after that point, that is literally the intro. Um, for every show. Rashana, did you have any opening remarks you wanted to make to the people? 
I don't. Um, let's just get started. <laughs> Dang. I, I think I've I'm turned her into excited. a doer. <laughs> I'm really excited. Well, I mean, like you said, I was on the show three episodes ago. So, um, but for those who didn't catch it, uh, Rashana Scott uh, from Chicago, uh, private investing is my niche. Uh, I have some experience in tax lien investing, uh, fix and flips. Ooh. And yeah, <laughs> and so, um, but like I said, private investing, raising capital, that's my thing. So I'm excited to be here as a guest co-host while we talk about uh, the group investing, uh, I, I guess you can say epidemic that's going on, right? So I'm actually excited um, to hear from Erica and speak with her about her experiences. Very cool. Very cool. So Erica, last time we spoke, I'm not sure we talked about on the show, but what's changed since like the, we last spoke since the last maybe six months? Man, uh, so I was, <laughs> people don't know on YouTube, sometimes you fall into a shadow ban. So I send so much traffic off of YouTube via my links, via the, I'll say, hey, go check this out. Or uh, that when people finish my video, they usually go hit my links, purchase something, buy something. This is how I became like a six figure YouTuber the past couple of years because people would be buying so many products and services. But it's a, I also got punished because YouTube wants people to stay on the channel. They want them staying mm. multiple videos, long time. So it's like you almost got ear noted. Like, oh, this person sends traffic off the platform. So all of a sudden, the shadow ban got lifted uh, and everybody kind of knew about it. Like I had a video called Three Reasons Why Blacks Aren't Wealthy. Uh, and I kind of stuck the intro out with, well, my first answer is not going to be racism. And so this video went to 100,000 views. I think it's 120,000 views now. And there's like three other videos that are pretty controversial. Um, if your parents are poor, you're going to be poor. And these are all like number-based videos. They're not even about like, uh, they're just stat videos. And then it's just controversial. So I end up having all these people uh, come check the channel out. And like, I was like, thank you, YouTube. I paid attention to all the algorithm and the rules and um, kind of had yeah. a blow-up moment on the channel. So we went from, uh, gosh, we've been going up. I think we have now an additional 20,000 subscribers so now we're at like thirty-one thousand subscribers um i think it's a couple million views now so mm -hmm. so it, it's, it's been a good it's been a good turnaround but what that led to is so many new people coming to the channel and people who have been with the channel so long saying i really want to invest with you right so i kept bringing on different people and people were like no 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 i, I don't want to invest with that person i don't want to invest with that person i want to invest with you so i get yeah. emails you know we get we're at one point we're getting 100 emails a day and um it would be the same emails like, Hey, I got 20,000. I want to invest with you. <laughs> hey, I got 10,000. I want to invest with you. I don't want to invest with anybody else. I'd be like, well, let's go over here to Todd capital, go over here to black seed fund, go over here to this. And people would be kind of feeling like I insulted them. Like I ignored them. Uh, and so at some point I end up, you know, having a talk with, I think Andre Hatchett or somebody. And I was like, I was like, yeah. Oh, hood estates. I was talking about hood estates about group investing and I said, you know what, I, I'm going to pull together some of the people that are always emailing me. We're going to talk with them, sit with them, and we're going to go buy a truck. And at the time, I thought, well, I'll just put out this little investment form. We'll talk. I'm following the SEC rules. These are people that know me. You know, they're sophisticated. They understand the process. I'm going to explain it to them. And we end up getting over 250 people on the form within two weeks. And then after I've kind of explained the process and I opened up the groups, I ended up raising $200,000 in like seven days. Wow. So, um, it was kind of like, Oh, Oh, this is for real. This is going to really happen. Um, but long and the story short now at this point, not to make it super long, we're at seven trucks, 
four are in groups. Uh, the other three are me partnering half and half with actual investors who are like, nope, I don't want to be in the group. I want to be me and you. (laughs) Um, And I think at some point it got really real for my family. And now they're like, well, we would also, we'd also want to invest. Right. And so, um, so many people were like, well, I didn't get to catch the first group. Can I catch the next groups? And the thing I was telling, um, I think I talk about both my shows is systems. Like I made a system so good. People keep like keep reaching out, keep filling out the form, keep wanting to talk to me, keep wanting to come to meetups. And um, I was joking, even while I was down, I just had a surgery. Like we literally had people, okay, where can I send money? I was like, no, 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 no. Follow the rules. Like, this is how you have to do this. Like I have to offer you something and you have to be able to read in the contracts. Um, But it was like, we, I built systems so good that even while I've been down, I I think I made uh, $11,000 the week I had my surgery. Just from YouTube sales, just from random YouTube sales. So nice. How did you? I was gonna say, (laughs) um, you know, it's funny you touched on, um, and it's it's crazy because you mentioned that like your family, you had this success. You know, your family is like, oh, now I want to invest, but it's like they almost have to see it first before they invest, they have to see it working with other people first. Why do you think that is? Oh, what's even crazier is like, I went to my hometown and bought a house, creative financing for a dollar, I did a whole video on it. And it even then it wasn't real for my family. But then all of a sudden they saw, okay, trucks and people are calling her for, to sell their house. And she doesn't even live in the town anymore. It Now it's real, all right? So it's so real that I had a, a family member the other day go, hey, we got a neighbor, they, they grandma died and they wanna sell their house. So we gonna, we gonna give them your number. And they don't even understand the concept of wholesaling, but they were so excited to give my number like I was gonna solve somebody's problem. It was super right. funny, like, you know, um, but I think they see it. Like once you see the results, hmm. it's like you can't, you can't deny it, right? Like, but your family's always gonna see you as, uh, you know, young Todd Millie, you know, young Miss Scott, you know, they're not going to see you. They remember you as that nine-year-old kid. So now you're an adult who's doing all these things. It kind of blows their mind. Like they've been kind of laughingly saying, oh, Erica does YouTube. And she's doing pretty well on that internet thing. You know, like it's kind of a joke, but realizing, oh, she she's buying a house. She's building a house from the ground up. Oh, she must be mm-hmm. doing really well. Yeah. Always, this quote always resonates with me where they say, that people will stop the person who's like thinking about doing something, but they won't get in the way if you're already doing it. And in a lot of ways for people who were like listening to the show, looking to do something, it's like, you can't even like, it's unrealistic to expect people to believe in what they can't see. Mm -hmm. That requires faith. That requires, it just, I don't know. And one thing I found is like trying to convince people that something exists that doesn't yet exist. And they can tell you that it doesn't exist or it's not possible to be right but they won't be right after you do it. And so it's like, you got to put the emphasis on actually doing it and creating that product, creating that service, getting to your goal. And they can't, they have no choice but to believe because it's real to them then. Right. Well, I'm really big on, if you've, if anybody's seen any of my videos, I'm huge on go where people are in the same vein, right? Like if you go to these conferences, you go to these meetups, like if somebody there believes in you, partner with them because you'll spend so much energy and mental energy trying to go back and explain to your family, hey, I went to this conference, they explained this tactic, we're gonna go do this. Your family gonna be like, explain it again? Like you're gonna wear out yourself trying to explain this process. And, and I've told a lot of people, there were a group of five of us who were all gonna do YouTube channels. 
And these people had like, you know, they're psychologists, some of them have degrees and different things. And we had, we had talked about, you know, YouTube as this business. So out of the five of us, I'm the only one who started. Right. So years later now they're like, Oh, we, we should totally do it too. Because like we were somewhere right. at, at a restaurant eating and someone came up to me and was like, Hey, Eric off, you know, YouTube. And it was like, it became real. Like years yeah. later, even though they all could have, we all could have started at the same time. It, it's not real till someone's already doing it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think there's value obviously in showing up, right? We invite, invite, invite. And then it's like, you know, like they're asking you, so can you explain to us again? It's like, no, well, you would have been there. You would have come to the conference with me. Like you would have been here too. You know, 90% of success is like literally just showing up. Um, but I'm sure they're grateful to you for going ahead and taking the leap. And now you can, um, you know, reach back and get them together and get them on board. So that's great. So kudos to you. You went, you went to a lot of conferences this year. What would you say was the most impactful conference and why? Man, I hate to say uh, one, but like they all mattered because they all laddered up, right? They all stacked into something. Um, but 10X was like, 10X was like the turning point, right? And I know people are like, oh, it's because Grant Cardone. No, no. Like 10X was, I went there and I'm in relaxed clothes, Charm City buyers in relaxed clothes. People are in there dressed in suits to the nines, right? And you're talking to them. And I, it was almost like a dismissive tone sometimes from even black people. You're talking to them and you're like, oh, no, I'm a six figure YouTuber. Like, I'm not just doing YouTube. Like, I'm a six figure YouTuber and I do this. And they're like, oh, like and then like the tone changed, the atmosphere changed. But also real, realizing um, as I go to all the conferences, this is not a, a humble brag. This ain't a brag brag. Man, but, but like I make more money than most people in those rooms. Stun on them. <laughs> like no, no no I mean like and what's funny is I was telling as I'm telling people this like you know uh, people on the outside who don't know understand how social media works they'll go oh well you only have this many subscribers and then when I explain the numbers it's like oh and the fact that I have like I've had like ten clients pay me like ten grand each and they're YouTubers who have like fifty thousand sixty thousand seventy thousand subscribers but make no money you know they're they're dependent on an AdSense check. And that's dangerous, right? That's like a whole dangerous scenario, period. Yeah. Um, because that, that fluctuates. That's you the check from YouTube, right? Business. Is, that like the, is that like the YouTube check? Yeah, that's a YouTube check. Yeah, AdSense. So some people, a couple of years ago, some people are racking in eight grand, 10 grand off AdSense checks. You know, there are a lot of black women who had hair product channels. They're racking in eight, 10 grand a month, but they never really created a business after it, you know? So they're doing these hair tutorials and finally someone told them, okay, you can get affiliate money. Okay. You can get this, you can get this. You have to set up all these channels um, okay. for people to pay you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, same thing with sponsorships, all that stuff. Like it, it's all about systems. And I know that I'm boring people to death because I'm kind of a creative person myself, but I realized the more I fought against having a system, the more systems work. Because ninety five percent of everything we do is in a system. When you go to work at a nine to five, it's a system. You know, like a job, everything's a system. And if you set it up right, somebody else can come work for you. You can hire people, mm-hmm. and you make it easier for yourself. So, do you teach about that? Do you teach people how to set up their systems? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm right now. I'm building the course, and what I learned is, <laughs> it took like when you tell when I tell you something, I'm thinking, yeah, I just told you that. But I forget that I've been doing it so long, I'm forgetting steps. Mm-hmm. So I've been very grateful that two or three people have like 
took some of my courses and told me, okay, you're forgetting. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. Like you're missing a step here. So that's why it's taken so long to build the YouTube course because it's when I was making two grand to three grand a month, then I was making four to six grand a month. Then I was making eight to 10. And then, then I got stuck at 15 grand a month and I couldn't understand why. And then I figured it out. And then I had to add that step into the, right. You know, I had to add that step into the course. Um, I realized there's like, I could tell you that story in a minute, but there are so many different steps that I'll miss it and mess it up for you. So, um, that's, that's all just learning to break down those steps for people. And same thing with the investment group. When I was breaking it down for people, I'm like, well, this is how you follow the SEC rules. And this is how you invite people. And this is how you talk to people. Like you have to do it in a particular order because if not, you're opening yourself up for trouble. You know, you can't just be out there like, give me money. I guarantee you 15%. Come on through. Like, okay, well, I'm going to see you on American Greed because you're about to go to jail. <laughs> out here lying. <laughs> you know, you're doing too much, you know. Um, right. And so you have to be careful. So I'm glad, you, I'm glad you um, referenced that because I did want to go back to the investment group. And, uh-huh. you know, let's say I want to be an investor. Um, please, please tell me <laughs> what are the steps? What's the process? Um that, that, you know, I would, that I would have to go through. What does it look like? So usually people have been watching my YouTube channel for a while and we would almost consider that a relationship, right? Okay. Uh, technically it's almost a relationship. And then also I do a lot of meetups. So technically I've met a lot of people face to face before they've invested with me, um, you know, relationship wise. And so there's an intake form and the intake form is very important. It's very important. It's, it's who are you? Uh, what's your name, what's your email, what's your address, you know, the city state at least when you do the intake form and what's your goals. I need to know what's your goals. What is your expectation? Hey, this group uh, pays out quarterly. Is that a problem for you? Like there's some good questions in there you need to have in any intake form. So that person has been advised. They've been aware. They've been educated on how the group works. Um, And then on top of that, you know, once they come in and, then you should have a video. This is what I think you should do. But again, do what you want. But I think you should have a video <laughs> explaining how it works and, and, and why. Like the steps, like don't send any money yet. Here's this. And you know what I mean? Like lay it out for them how these things work so that they're, so, they're not, you know, an accredited investor, but they're at least sophisticated. Like they've, mm-hmm. they've been educated enough by you to understand what they're investing in right. and what the return should look like. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds pretty simple, easy. <laughs> there's some, there's some little bit here and there that it makes it a little bit more complicated, but, but overall that it is. And, and I think what happens is we're overcomplicating it as a, as a, as people, right? Like I, there's a, there's a fireman. I think he was on the, the, the other pockets that we won't name, but he was a fireman and he did a meeting because all his friends are like, why are you leaving? As a fireman, why are you leaving? So he's like, everybody, Great I'm doing job. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's doing a giant meeting. And so he brings all these people in, he feeds them. He's like, hey, I know all you guys. This is what I'm doing and explains his investment group. And then all these firefighters, of course, invest with him. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's not a brand new technique. It's quite old. It's just right. probably new to us. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that. I always tell people that I was reading this book. I think it was on syndications and they were talking about the empire state building. They said that was a syndication and it was like 120 families that came together to build the empire state building and syndications are really as old as time. Why are we so late to the party? (laughs) You know, um, honestly, I'm, I'm, (sighs) 
I'm being careful. I think our grandparents did things, but didn't tell us yeah. uh, because, you know, it just was the time. Like I'll meet so many older black people say, oh yeah, our neighbors came together and we built this house or our neighbors came together and we bought this property together. Like I'll hear people's older parents in the South say those things that like, they did do kind of little partnerships all the time. We just yeah. don't, it's new to us. Right. So I remember I was, I interviewed Todd a couple years ago, Charles Oldby, but Todd Midley a couple years ago. And I was telling some, one of my friend's mom about, Oh, he has an investment group. And like, it's similar to the apartment investment group I joined. And she was like, Oh honey, that's sweet. Like I've been in an investment group since the 1970s. So this white lady was like, Oh, this poor girl just learned what this thing is, you know? And she's been doing it since the 1970s with other right. people. So it's almost like, she would have never shared that information, you know what I mean, on her own. She, you know, why would she tell me that? So I think it's, unfortunately, we, we have a circle of not being told, not invited to those circles, um, unfortunately. And, 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 you know, just not looking for the information. Yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, the most dangerous and helpful thing in the world, it can be uh, two and one at the same time, is exposure, right? So obviously you can't unsee what you've seen once you've been exposed to it. But on the other end of that, um, you know, when you're exposed to more, obviously you want more. And I think as a community, you know, our lack of exposure, it, it wasn't there. You know, I, I Again, me growing up, as far as my experience, um, once, and that's kind of that's kind of how I got started because my once I started learning uh, about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and four hundred one ks and IRAs and and all of this and wealth building, once I started learning about it, I started having more and more conversations with people in my community, people who were even sometimes twice my age and they had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, okay, you know, th that's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to obviously educate more and more and more people um, because we aren't exposed to those things. Um, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't, I don't know the why that you asked um, Charles is, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think we, I think it's, it's a lot deeper than um, the time that we have to go into. <laughs> Also, too, I think we don't we don't listen when people do share it. We don't listen because I will say our family. So my grandpa had a juke joint and we had farms and then we had uh, eventually we invested in tax liens in the 80s. Well, more like the 90s. But they, that's how I learned about tax liens, because my family was like, oh, this, these men go down here and they buy people's loans. Right. That was kind of how it was explained. Like they buy people a house, but then they get paid. And it was like, what? And I remember them trying to tell their other friends like barbershop talk and all stuff. And they didn't. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Like it was, um, I think sometimes families who do do it, like unless you look a certain way, y'all drive a certain way, y'all got certain cars or certain something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our community, they don't listen. They don't even hear it, you know, or it's boring, right? Like um, I told my family, uh, one of my family members, hey, I'm getting ready to buy in Detroit with a group of people. And they go, oh, why would you do that? Well, you know, the, the news, like, you know, yeah, they like, oh, like they started freaking out. And so finally, six months later, I think I was, we we're at a family event and they're like, you still put your money in Detroit? I'm like, yeah, we got like four properties now. Like it's going great. Okay. Like, <laughs> but imagine if I was new and did not, you know, did not know that amount of doubt would have like shook me out of it. Right. right. Um, and this comes from people who we're in a family who buy houses that are cheap and we buy trailers. So this is even in our family, like that concept of buying outside of North Carolina 
outside the military town, outside that trailer trailer area that we know is still even foreign to us, our family. So again, how do you how do you mass disperse knowledge when even your own family who does these things regularly is like, hmm, I don't know. It's, it's hard to spread it. The, the cool thing about what I'm hearing is like you got a, you became a part of somebody else's investment club and an investment group before you launched your own. And a lot of people who were sitting on the sidelines saying, I don't want to be a 20% partner in this deal. I want to own the whole thing. They're not realizing like that short-term thinking. You're, you, you're looking at six months. You're not looking at where Erica is two and a half years later after investing with these groups, seeing how the process works. And so one of the points you made was, people would rather kind of take 20% of a deal as, as a poll or they don't want, they want, they'd rather have hundred percent of no deal than 20% of a good deal. What do you tell to people who have that mindset? Because I think that they're kind of like selling themselves short and they don't realize like life is long, man. And like, you can go so much further by being 20% partner in 10 deals as opposed to sitting on the sideline waiting for everything to line up so you can get that one property maybe five years from now. Um, the the best thing I realized is I had joined apartment investing groups in Dallas and in Houston and they were moving so fast and you had to have like 50 K right now, 50 K or hundred K. And I realized I'm like, Holy 50 K like right now. I can't like run and get a cash advance. I can't run and go do all this. Like I gotta have it right now, like today, like, you know, and I joined a, a, a different group um, with a guy who literally lives in Hawaii, but, you know, he only lives there because he bought 11 rentals, right? And he bought 11 rentals all over the place, like, you know, Alabama, North Carolina, like he bought rentals, so he could live in uh, Hawaii. Well, when he did that, he started looking for apartments and he would find them in Louisiana and Alabama. And I'm in, in that group, and even that group, he was like, well, we'll take 40, Erica, but you gotta move fast. And I realized, man, like I need to be able to be in a smaller group that are putting in smaller amounts so I can learn, so I can also, you know, get rolling, you know, cause I'm just sitting here with cash, like waiting and, oh, I missed it again. Oh no, I missed it again. Like, and this way I could be investing cash and moving and learning and, and kind of having some momentum. Uh, what I learned out of that is one, you need to sit back and learn. You, you just do. I, I know everybody wants to just jump out on their own, but there is a, a method to sitting back and learning and being a student that really helps you in the next level, right? Because then you'll see, okay, well, I see how your group works, Charles, or I see how this group works. I see how this group works and how they talk to people and how it's, it's honestly very simple in the end. It's a very simple concept. Um, but if you see how other people run it, then you could run your own is what I try to tell people. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it came out of like, man, I'm missing deals. Oh no. And so I was like, I need to get to a price point that makes sense for me to move and grow. Right. So, yeah, so we actually um, called it mentor hacking on my episode where you oh, okay. are investing and, you know, where you invest, it allows you the opportunity to show up, right? Everybody nowadays will inbox you. Everybody's looking for a mentor and they want it for free. Essentially, they want to pick your brain. They want all of that. But if you are an investor, you can show up and like you, like you literally just said, not only is your money there, you know, working for you, but you're able to learn exactly how they're running their program as well. 
Um, so I think that's really great that you caught on to that early on. Um, with that being said, I do want to dive a little bit deeper into your different investments in these different groups. Like, um, was it all good? Was there some bad in there? Were there some, like, some lessons learned? What are some things that people may need to look out for? How did you, you know, dot your eyes uh, and cross your T's? So uh, in some of the groups, there's like an annual fee, right? Like a thousand or two thousand dollars to be in the group. Well, immediately some people are like, well, I'm not going to pay that. But but like I paid it because I've just learned so much. And every time there's an opportunity for an apartment, uh, an email goes out and a call goes out. So imagine if a person just had a long list of people who were like, I want to be in. They never invest and they're just sitting on the, I want to be in. So there was something about people paying that fee that made like it's, it's separated who was really going to invest and who wasn't. Right. Um, and this was why I made my private Facebook group, right? It's $10 a month, but like there's something about someone having to pay that people are like, Oh, right. So I'll see people's Facebook groups be 10,000, 20,000 people. And they're just in there laughing, talking, cutting up. I made mine $10 a month and we had like 300 people and they're making deals in there. There's like two ladies who went out and flaw, flew in and bought a truck. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. like, it's something about having to time, money, something. Like you have to let go of some kind of money, right? Um, but with that being said, you have to be careful because there are so many groups out there. I don't want somebody out here like, I'm in five different groups. They haven't bought anything, but they, they're spending yeah. money, you know, being a member. Uh, so I don't want you to do that for sure. For two, uh, they should have a great explanation before you ever put any money in a group. They should be explaining this. Any live questions you have, you should be able to ask them. Um, any suggestions, they should be able to at least let you be able to take them. Uh, that's something I think is important when you're looking for these groups. And they've mostly been all good. I would say, uh, what's another thing about these groups that I'd be careful of? No, I mean, I haven't really had any bad experiences. I really haven't. I think I've just chose wisely to. Like, I've, I went to... Um, Brad Sumrock's thing like two, three times before I even joined that group. I was like, hmm, hmm. Like I, they showed their apartments they're invested in. They explained the process. So it, I think you just have to like do some due diligence, honestly, mm-hmm. with most of the groups. Um, my question is in regard to financing the trucks, how are you financing them? And are you using like business credit? And are you doing it all under the same entity or separate entities? Okay, so uh, there, you know, I don't want to bore your audience to death, so I'll make a simple diagram. So let's say I'm a general partner, and let's say all these people are limited partners. The general partner takes the brunt of everything, the lawsuits, the everything, the management, everything. The limited partners, to be because they're limited, they don't they don't face lawsuits, they don't face any of that stuff, right? They don't have to they don't have to worry about managing. They just you know, hey, where's my check? Send me my check. Make it simple. So this is a very simple concept that you'll see, um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki people talk about all the time, GP and LP. It's a very, you can go find a video even on it. I think I made one <laughs> so on I followed that, pro- that concept uh, for those of you who are going to Google after this episode. <laughs> uh, but another thing is we have, I put the trucks on hold personal. Like I put them under the company name as I, I hold it, go over to the trucking lot um, and, and there's a whole experience with that, but go over to the trucking lot, put it on hold there's an option for funding, right? But funding, and this is why I wrote a thing called bankers are going to bank. The banks are so absolutely slow. It's disgusting. They're, they're like almost dead. Right. And then when it comes to truck financing, it's at like 13%. 
it's, it's this outrageous number because let's be honest, nine times out of 10 truckers have bad credit. Now I'm not, this is not me knocking truckers. People are going to message y'all after this show, but this has been notoriously known, like just bad credit from, you know, lack of consistent payments or, you know, things happening with credit period. Mm -hmm. So they've been able in the industry to overcharge for these, these rates for financing. So once I explained that to the group, I'm like, look, we can go get financing or we can put enough people on this truck so we don't have to. And because we were doing at $5,000 and $10,000 increments, five people, we're done. Six people, we're done. So I have this theory and I have this, this idea. And people always say, I don't want to invest with partners. I want to be the only person that's doing this because I want to make the most money. But they don't realize like the bank is your partner. In a lot of instances, the bank is taking the majority of the profits in the beginning years. Mm-hmm. So why not let your community be that bank? Why not pay that interest to your community? I feel like that's a better strategy. And if we're really being real, the bank isn't doing anything but lending you your money back anyway. They're taking those deposits that are accumulated with a bunch of different people and they're lending your money back at you and charging you for it. It doesn't even make any sense. I love that you guys are doing it that way because it just makes too much sense. Well, the crazy part is the bank, this is like, I'm having a little rant about bank, but the whole reason I wrote the book, Smartphone Millionaire, was I started investing in these lending clubs and all these different companies, rich uncles, because the bank is so slow. This Mm -hmm. whole crowdfunding blew up because of the banks, right? Mm -hmm. So right now, prime example, one of my businesses has like, one of my business accounts has $300,000 running through it. This ain't no brag. This is just a straight truth. And I thought, hey, I I got stacks on stacks running through here. This bank ought to be working for me. I go in the bank, I go, hey, I need $30,000 line of credit because I was going to, um, there was a property I wanted to hold and there was the, one, two of the trucks I was going to put in a particular round. And the bank goes, the loan officer goes, um, you know, I don't understand your business. And I go, what? He's like, I, I, he's like, and this is a 50 year old man. He's young. He looks, you know, he's not stupid at all. He's not dumb. He just really literally looked at me and like, I don't understand. Like I see the money, but I don't understand. So I'm sitting there explaining him Stripe and, and, and PayPal and, and how you can do consulting. And like, you know, here's all my websites, like a quick Google search. He could have saw all this stuff on me, which I know he Googled because he was like, uh, like, like he, the way he was asking the questions, he had already Googled. And so once I explained it to him, he was like, oh, okay, well, I can, I can write this down and I can say, you know, um, YouTube is a lead generation for your website to make sales. And I was like, we didn't talk for 30 minutes and that's what you got. He's like, yeah, I want to be able to explain it to the people who are approving you. So he wasn't even the main approver of the loan. He had to go send it to a committee. Mm-hmm. So this is also why I'm big on smaller banks, right? So there's a smaller bank in your Lakeway. I won't say his name. And I go in there. I actually sat and sat with the vice president and she was like, here, like she could approve it herself because it was a smaller bank and she didn't have a problem approving that money. Cause once she saw the deposits, once she saw the bank statement, she was like, girl, okay. But right. like she didn't even question it. It wasn't a question. But that's how behind banks are that I had to sit there and explain to him e-commerce, right? Like I had to like, this is how the internet works, <laughs> right? And, and, and so imagine you coming with some kind of creative financing thing and trying to borrow money. It's a no, right? It's just going to be a no. Yeah, I have a friend who um, tried to get a loan earlier part of last year. And she sent her PayPal statements and it was like 500 transactions for the first quarter. And the bank that she was working with wouldn't approve her. Like they thought she was doing something illegal. And like you said, it's, it's, it's literally e-commerce 101. Um, but 
you know, the, the banks, like I said, the, the banks, the banks are slow. Um, and Charles, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, not, that's actually the, the very exact same line that I use to raise capital is I explain to people like you guys understand how the banks work, right? You know, the banks are obviously using, utilizing the money and lending it back to you, charging you interest, lending it, you know, lending it out. And I tell, I tell people right then and there, I say, you know, instead of paying a bank interest, I'd rather pay it to you. This deal is going to get done one way or another. Like this is an opportunity for you to get involved. And I think it's great that you're doing it that way because it just, it just makes sense and it clicks. Um, well, you know, I was going to say for your friend with the PayPal, you know what that comes from? All this manufacturer spending. So I don't know if you guys kind of understand that concept, but there's a lot of like the credit card stunting on the internet and they've been teaching all these tactics to manufactured spend, which is basically just they moving credit card money around. They're not really moving real money around. And so banks points. are now, huh? So you can get the points. Yeah. So you get the points. And so banks are even now like looking out for that, right? They don't even like things are moving so fast in our financial institutions that they're like, Oh man, wait, what, 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 500 transactions. Show me your website. Like you literally have to almost teach the person right. what, e-commerce is to do so and and that's kind of how i even came up with all the list of different funding um because i was like calling up there's a thousand two hundred banks in america business banks in america there's you can roll the phone all day if you need to but what a lot of people don't understand is like you have to almost overwhelm them with documentation to get it to get it through right and weirdly enough i, I tell people make sure you're if you have paypal paypal has two types of loans you can get and also, if you put your stuff through QuickBooks, print out those P&L sheets. Like, you make it so that they can't say no. They're looking for a flag, right? right? And I'm teaching that on my show so much because I'm like, they're looking for a no because that's how they're taught. They're really, their job is literally every, you know, couple of months they're taught, okay, look for this, look for this, look for this, look for this. This is a no, you know? So when you're not a W-2 employee, you're already hitting so many flags and like, Let's be honest, if your friend, uh, if she's got like $9,000 or $8,000 rolling through the account, they're already like, hmm, what's going on over there? Right? Mm -hmm. right? Like it's already multiple no's they've hit in their head for it. Right. Right. What does the long game look like for you with the trucking industry and the trucking business? You know, I, what's so funny is I did not think I was going to have, uh, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do group A and B. That's enough just to show that this works. And then I'm going to get my own trucks and just have, you know, just showing that this process works and then maybe get some rental. Like my whole goal was to get an apartment. Right. But that of course requires syndication SEC. And, but when the response came in so heavy, I was like, oh, people really are, people really do want to invest and people actually do have money. Right. Like, not that I don't, I believe, I believe our community has a ton of money, but people mm -hmm. who are like, I understand what you said. I completely got it. I'm cool with it. Here's the money. And like, what's so funny is out of all my group of investors, I only have one investor that emails me once a, once a month. The rest are kind of like, okay, just send me a check. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it's just the mentality is very much like, okay. Like, and so once I realized it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, it wasn't as tedious as I thought it was be, I was like, you know what? I'm willing to open this up a couple more times. And um, so many people were like, well, I missed the first round. That's not fair. You're not going to do no more groups. Like, mm -hmm. and it just cracked me up. But um, throwing their money at you, Erica. Yeah, like, like yeah, I can send it. money today. They're like, I can send money today. You'd be like, but, but I don't need your money. That's not how it works. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
So I think we're going to stop at, like, I think for me, I feel comfortable stopping at 10 trucks. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we have a whole CPA and a system now, I think 10 is going to be good. And then I'm going to try to focus on uh, one or two communities because I do get a lot of email deals, real estate deals. And a lot of people in the group, that was originally what they were. They want to invest in real estate too. Mm-hmm. It's just one thing at a time. I'm very big on like sit and focus, like mm-hmm. focus on this. Like who would have thought I had to talk to 350 drivers on the phone? Like, like just the system when I learned it, it was like, Ooh, like this is an actual like whole process. And so right. now that I've got it, you know, working, it's like, well, let's get to 10 and let's stop, you know, like, let's, like, let's just rock with 10 for, for now. And also like we're on the Todd Millie show. So I'm going to say it. I, I saw 30,000 Sikh Indians in two years come into the trucking industry. So 15,000 one year, 15,000 the next year. And they did a CBS news special on it. And when I saw it on the news, I was like, Oh my God, like we're going to be locked out of that industry. Right? Like I literally saw a guy, he owns nine trucks and a truck stop and they recruit for, from India, from United States to India, recruit them to come over and drive. And when I started going, when I started looking on, you know, truck stop, you know, trucks to buy a truck, every parking lot was full with uh, Middle Easterns, Asian. I mean, there was even some Island black dudes out there, you know, coming together two and three together buying trucks. So I went to a truck lot, it's 35 trucks out there. And I said, well, you know, I got time. I'll look at it. He said, oh, no, no, honey, all these trucks are sold. You got five to choose from in this corner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, no, you have those five over there. You can choose from. And he's like, you can come back next week. He's like, but you got to really come back next month because all these are sold. And it just, it, it came on like a light bulb for me that like, um, if our, if our people play around, we're going to be locked out of this industry, right? Because everybody knows somebody black who drives trucks, right? Mm-hmm. But I've told people out of 3.5 million truck drivers, how many do you think own their own trucks? Right. Do you know how many? I have no idea. How many? It's it's 10%. So only 380,000 people out of 3.5 million own their own truck. So uh, to be a company driver, sometimes you get 30 cents a mile. To be your own truck driver, you own your own truck, you're getting $1.80 to $3 a mile. So the, the pay is completely different. Yes, you have more responsibilities, but the pay is different. And what I see like long-term is like y'all are going to be locked out of another industry right now. They're the truckers are already complaining that they're bringing people over from Brazil to drive and from Ukraine and they don't speak English well. So if car accidents happen or things happen at wait stations, they can't communicate. And to me, you have so many people, American people who could drive. So I just see an industry that we probably are going to be locked out of. And that's why I've been big on like, if anybody should invest in trucks, it should be, it should be our community. Honestly, right. we, we have a lot of drivers in the driving community. So, wow. I always, t- down, but you know, just, no, it's okay. I want to give that, that was part of the push too for the trucking. So, I, I always tell people that there's a lot of power in doing, and you've been doing a lot of doing. Where would you, where would you say the value has been in actually just jumping into the water and doing it as opposed to standing on the sidelines and strategizing and thinking and hoping like, where are you now with your knowledge of the trucking industry? So I'm always on the invest, learn, teach, and I'll give Ray Higdon his props. I won't ever steal that. That's his thing. It's invest, learn, and teach, right? So you got a lot of people out here teaching that ain't invested and ain't doing it, right? So um, I immediately stopped and I said, okay, I'm going to listen to Hood Estates. They've got 
hundreds of properties. They've got multiple trucks. And they own the hotel. Huh? I said, and yeah. they own the hotel yeah. at one point. In time. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of stuff. I can't tell you all the stuff. They, that's their business. But like, yeah. I've just sat under them and learned. And then I learned about the trucking industry from them. And the fact that like, they're able to give two of the, you know, a couple of their truckers a job and they're older truckers and somebody else probably wouldn't have given their trucker a chance. And, you know, they're giving this, you know, older guy a chance. And I just thought like, man, that's amazing. Like they're giving someone a job. Not only are they giving someone a job, they're just getting a check every week. And what ends up happening is I'll talk to so many people and they go, well, you know, you need to do this. You need to be dispatched. You need to do this. And, that. and I go, do, are you doing any of that? No, but I know you need to. I'm like, you're not doing what you're even advocating on the internet to do. Right. And so once I learned how to do it, I said, I'm going to focus on the passive income side. We got to get 10 trucks, focus on that side. And then if we want to go to another level, we can, of course we can double, triple the money. But what happens is we we're so busy trying to jump ahead and be like a chief or a leader or like we're trying to skip all this stuff when we just need to actually learn under someone, like actually learn the steps, step out, follow the instructions and then see how it goes from there. So. At this point, are would you say that the trucks are able to fund more growth? Or are you still bringing in money from outside sources to fund your growth? So for me, what what my biggest thing is, I want to pay my investors as much as possible, right? Like this is a you know I look at it as a loan from them, so profits minus expenses, and I make sure I cut them they check, right? Mm -hmm. So I like each group to bring in more money. So at the end of three years, if these people at the end of three years say, Eric, I want to reinvest my money or I want to, you know, uh, reinvest on another truck. Great. Uh, we have some people who are in multiple groups, but I pretty much that money we have that comes in that account, that's sacred. That's their money. I'm just a steward over it. All right. The amount that goes to them goes to them. The amount that sits in there for reserves, sits there for reserves. Amount that sits in there for management for me and a CPA, it's over there. Uh, so I try to bring in uh, money for each group. Mm -hmm. It's each group is its own entity, like each right. group. Absolutely, they have their own. Add... Like, go ahead. No, I want you haven't asked a question in a long time, so you're well, up. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't even have a question. <laughs> I'm, I'm deferring to you. No, so I want to ask. Um, you talked about uh, just making sure that you focus uh, and get it right and get all of your systems in place. Um, I want to ask, how long would you say that took you to get your systems the way the way it's operating now? So essentially, I literally took the Hood Estates course. Like this isn't just me. You know, I'm affiliated with them. Disclaimer, but like I literally took that course, followed it step by step, and I had got stuck for one month. And I was like, I can't find the right driver. And he said, Did you do what I asked? Indeed, and Craigslist. Did you do that? And I was like, No, I didn't. You know, and he's like, Okay, then you didn't even follow the particular step. And so I started running ads on Indeed, and I started doing Craigslist like they asked. And I was like, The phone was ringing off the hook. So it took a solid month to kind of learn that one. You know, the industry. You know, there's two big significant things: urinalysis and hair samples. For whatever reason, sometimes truck drivers want to smoke weed, whatever. That's not my business. That's not my to judge them. But a lot of guys are under thinking they're under the old system. They're just going to pee in the cup and it'll be fine. Well, now a lot of these new companies who have new owners and new systems, they want to pull your hair. So, you know, so now you have, you're on the phone with multiple people saying, hey, can you come do this? Yeah, I would love to drive for you. Well, it has a hair test. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> right. And I'm not judging. That's not my place to judge at all. Like they, 
whatever you're doing your off time, as long as you have a safe driving record, I'm okay with. But just in that one swoop, there's a lot of truckers not going to have jobs, mm. right? Because the systems on the back end on the, are changing. Um, and so it took us, it took a good month to learn that system. But right now I feel like I could bring somebody underneath me and teach them every step I did, you know, even in the raising money part, the raising to me, when you have a deal, people come money's everywhere. Money's everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like what's funny is the other day I was like, anybody want to invest in something? Oh, I don't know. We had somebody come in our Facebook group, post up an apartment. I got money. We had like a hundred people. I got money. And I'm like, now where was y'all at two minutes ago? We posted a little house. You know, it was a little house. Y'all didn't have no money, but now we have an apartment. Everybody got money, right? Mm -hmm. So it's 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 very deal based. It, you know, when people tell me I can't find a way to buy my deal, well, then you might not have a deal, right? Right. Or and you're so not asking enough people. How long ago did you take the course? Uh, I took the course, man, like last year, last year in December when we were hanging out. We were doing a lot of traveling last year, but I took it around December. Yeah, I think it took it last December, and then like I literally. Over Christmas in January, said, "Hey everybody, here's this truck. I got it on hold. What's up?" Literally by January 18th, I had the truck under purchase. Like it was kind of like people were like, "Boom, here's the money." So I think it's great because you obviously identified a need, right? You realize that blacks need to invest in this um, this industry. That the lack of black ownership is real. And you know you saw you saw opportunity there, and then you took immediate action. You took the course. You you know figured out everything you needed to do. And I mean we're talking about, and and that's why I'm asking you about the timeline because we're not even six months in, and you already have you said you know so many trucks, and you have investment groups, and you have people throwing money at you. And I mean this is real, right? Like it is not is is not for play. And I think is I just think it's great that you know you took action you saw the need and you were able to implement it and like you said and now you can even turn around and teach us to other people because you're so comfortable in doing it well you know what what really uh pushed me uh so i was talking about the hood states course i'm like yeah take it take it i'm like talking about it the advertising on my class on my youtube a guy last year this is this is in my mind so hard and yes he's he's nigerian you know nigerians they be for real they be on it he literally heard me talk about the states he bought the course he goes over to Navy Federal, got $40,000 line of credit, went over, bought a truck, had the truck driver within everything done within two weeks. Wow. And he did that in October. I went to a Max Maxwell pop-up in Houston. He stopped me. He said, I watch your channel. I heard it. I took it. I did it. I got And I'm sitting there with my mouth open like, Erica, you ought to be shaming yourself. You exactly. talking about this course. You ain't even opened it to finish it. Packy gonna know you didn't read, didn't see it yet. <laughs> and and here this guy is. Heard you, did it. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the cool things, um, this is this is kind of related to what Rashana said, kind of related to what you said earlier in this conversation. And it's one of the things I really stand on. And it's ownership, not just for the money, like ownership for the power and control, meaning that you determine who gets jobs now. We're not out here saying hire him. No, you hire him. And also you can determine what the wages are. You can control how they're treated on the job. So I always tell people like ownership, the money comes, but there's other benefits that are bigger than just the dollars and cents that come in. It's kind of controlling your destiny. And that's really important. And you can do it if you work with other people. Um, well, I was gonna say on that part, when you have like four or five trucks and you're at a small location, 
if you threaten to leave, you could wreck them. And, and, and this is not even a joke. This is like, if you go to a smaller location, they got maybe like 30 trucks and you got four or five and you say, hey, we need 20, 20 30 more cents per mile. And they say, no, and you go, well, I'm gonna take all my trucks next week. They can actually be affected because they get loads based off the size of their company sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Walmart, HEB, they go, okay, well, how many trucks y'all got? We got 30 over here. Okay, that's a good amount. We'll give you this many dedicated routes, right? Like, right. And I know there's going to be truckers that come after this and be like, Erica, you messing it up. I'm not trying to mess it up. I'm just giving you a, a simplification of it. Um, and so imagine someone taking five trucks away and HEB finds out about it. Well, you don't have enough trucks to keep this, this, this right. contract. Well, even even with Rashana's client, Brian, there was a girl on Twitter. She's like, oh, renting an apartment in Chicago is so racist. And he responded, he was like, I got two units coming available in, in 30 days. Like, what's going on? Right. It's bigger than just the money, guys. Yeah, it is. Bigger than us. Bigger than us, too. <laughs> Man, what am I missing? What haven't I asked you about? So, so I got to touch on. <laughs> I got I got another question. I let Rashawn um, do whatever she wants. <laughs> so, so um I want to talk for a second about the running the investment group for a mm -hmm. second. Um mm -hmm. like what type of person do you think one has to be in order to manage and control an investment group? Ooh, this is good. This is good. Listen, this is perfect. I believe like Anybody could. Now, let me be careful. Let me get. Let me let me pause this by saying, uh, there's a great book called Raising Capital. I think it's Matt Faircloth. But it, take a personality test first. Know yourself. Are you a detail person? Are you a big picture person? Are you a you know? Are you neat and tidy? Are you organized? You need to know yourself first. Um, are you an extrovert like me? Like I'm super extrovert. Are you an introvert? Like you need to know yourself first because. When you go out to ask people to invest with you, are people going to trust you, right? Like I'm a big extrovert. And if I'm talking to introverts, I tone it down. I mimic the energy, right? I'm a big energy person. So I mimic the energy. So I had a meetup in Atlanta and there were several people in that room who were introverts. And they were quiet. So like sometimes I'd get it closer and be like, hey, you know, I just want to talk to you closer one on one, like and tone it down because this guy had gave had given $10,000 to me, but he had not even spoke to me yet. He was just at the meetup like. Okay, like, you know, just chill on the sidewall. And so you need to know yourself first. And then once you know yourself, that allows you to figure out, okay, I'm a big ideal person. I'm going to need a, a second person to help me. Right. And a lot of times you'll see, you'll see spouses win bigger than just one person because spouses kind of balance off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Right. Like the polite couple and the mobile home couple. There's a couple different couples out there in the real estate industry right now who are killing it because yeah. they play off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So I know my strength, <laughs> you know, I'm just a people person. I make people feel comfortable. I answer questions. Well, um, the details, I know that I know myself is a weakness there. So I'm big on QuickBooks. I'm big on updating it, letting it do what it do, and then sending it over to a CPA who's going to give them detail sheets and detailed information, what they need. I like it. So, so I think you have to one, know yourself and two, I would hate to tell somebody, well, you don't have the personality for it. No, no, no. I think a lot of people have personality for it. It's just a skill. You're just learning a skill. Just a skill. But you need to know yourself enough. Like if you're just a good face to run, to like recruit into your fun, that's cool too. Make sure you have somebody else there who can take good notes because people want to know, like they want to know you know what you're talking about and know that they, you know, where's my money going? <laughs> right? Like you need to be able to explain that. I love it. That was good.
That was a great I love, answer. I love the principle of nobody really, you're not born <laughs> a natural born like group investor coordinator. Mm-hmm. You become that. It's a skill. Like I really am big on, um, I want to get away from our culture has this like, well, you have the personality. I, you know, you look trustworthy or you look like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Right. Like that's like saying, well, cause Todd wears suits. He, I'm gonna trust Todd with my money. And guess what happened? You, if you ever watch American greed, I love that show. It's an MBA and a show. So many people go off how someone looks and get taken for millions of dollars. Bernie Madoff, that guy looks like he knows what he's doing and he swindled millions of dollars. So I want, I want people to see me and, and let's be honest, I've read some of my comments on my YouTube channel. Guys will be like, well, I came cause she was cute, but I stayed cause she knows what you're talking about. And I laugh, but I'm like, good, good, good. I don't care why you came. I'm, I'm glad you're learning. Right. And so I want people to have a diverse face on what mm-hmm. investors look like. Right. There's a woman named Monica who's amazing. Did you have her own Todd? I can't remember, but she has like multiple apartments. She has like mad investments and she has an investment group and you know, you just, she's somebody's mom, you know, she looks like somebody's soccer mom, you know, and, and I want people not to say, well, she looks like an investor. There's no such thing. We all can be nice. to some degree. So um, I have a few quick questions. We're going to fire them off. Quick question. Answer. The first question is what's your favorite business book? So I, I wrote some answers down so I can remember to do it right. Um, so I have to say these four, they, they need them together. You need them together to make it work. Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, one. Two is the four-hour work week. Three is Wayne Dyer. He's out of Detroit, no limit person. He's super famous out of Detroit. I harass anybody who doesn't know him, okay? Number four is the 10X, but not for you what you think. And number five is Leave the Field by Earl Nightingale. Hmm. These are five books that you can listen on Audible multiple times and each time I've listened, and I have listened to them all at least five times, I write a new thing. I get something new every time. And I'm a big, I'm a big reader. You guys know I have like, I don't know, like 400 books at my mom's house. I have 300 in this closet over here. I got to move to my new house. I listen to them again and again because you'll hear something the first time. Like, let's say six months ago, I heard something. I'm like, oh, okay. I hear it again. I'm at a new place in life. I'm at a new, new things are going on and I hear something different. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, you didn't read Cashflow Quadrant. That's the that's the real game changer. That's the real one because so many times in our community, you know, get a secure job, get a secure job. Like sometimes people make fun of, well, you know, black people always want to work government jobs because it was a job that they couldn't discriminate on you against. Mm-hmm. You couldn't that's have true. discrimination in government jobs, and that's why mm-hmm. our community was so hard on getting them. And so for people to mock them now, I'm like, don't mock that. Just work with that person. Like understand that they need security. One and two. They can still be an investor. They can invest their part and still keep their safe, secure job. But you need to know where you are on that cash flow quadrant to even feel, um, to even feel, you know, comfortable with yourself to kind of know where you're at. It's like you said, it's not the profession, it's the quadrant. Yeah. And the 10X book, people get the wrong thing out of 10X. Now, let me, let me say this carefully. People think, oh, 10X, I'm going to 10X my activity. I'm going to do all this craziness. No, 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 no. 10X is just for you to understand what's going to get you there is going to be bigger than you think. Mm-hmm. But what people keep taking out of 10X is I need to 10X my advertising spending. I need to 10X all this stuff. No, 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 no. You need to 10X just the time frame of what you think is going to take to get there, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I got hired a personal trainer. And and for a long time, my family was like, is it working? I'd be like, all right, y'all, watch your mouth now. You need the 10x the time <laughs> for anything, right? Like you're doing all these new things. This is the same with investing. You're doing all these things. You're putting money in stocks. You're putting money with Todd Capital in different groups. You're investing. And your family and friends are like, where are the results at? It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a year or two for you to start seeing these massive changes. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it just is. And so people get the wrong, wrong thing out of 10X, I think. Um, and No Limit Person by Wayne Dyer is amazing. Um, there's a That's more of a mental uh health kind of mental what's the the lady who created Spanx she was at Grant Cardone's 10x mm-hmm. and she was saying before <laughs> this sounds terrible but before her dad left her mom he came and gave her the book no limit person because he knew he was leaving but he didn't want his children to be like wow. oh my god our dad left because of us and he was like no it's, it has nothing to do with y'all here read these books and then later he left you know left their mom right but that no limit person is is it's, it's, it's the pinnacle of my life because I've always been like, well, 90% of the time when people are upset, it has nothing to do with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we talk about this a lot on Instagram. People come in your DMs and be like, I need help. I need an answer. Give me this answer. Well, f- your first instinct is to go off on them, right? But then you have to stop because yeah. you're like, this person is so pressed in their life that they have come to you in a DM with all this frustration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but it, 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 you have to like literally go, that has nothing to do with you. So very cool. So you have a ton of products that relate to what you're going, what, what you have going on. You have uh, a YouTube blog, you have a blog blog, you have social media. Where can people find the whole gamut of what you have going on? The best thing for them to do is hop over to the, the YouTube channel. That's the best thing for them to do, right? Um, they're going to find a lot of different videos that fit them, fit what they're looking for. And then the links are always below all the videos. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the most important thing I think people are looking at right now is, one, the trucking course, which they can click the links and get that. Uh, two is how to create an investment group. Uh, we have that course going. And then pretty much around June 1st or a little bit before that, we'll have out the six figure YouTuber course. Nice. It just talks about how to like grow a social media business from, from two grand to 16 grand a month, like all the different things that you need because sometimes people are out here spinning their wheels and they can't understand why they're not making any money. So. Awesome. So we'll also make sure to have those links in the, the notes of the show. And then there's also, I think a link to the YouTube channel because Erica, as you guys can probably tell is a sponsor of this podcast. So thank her for that. We definitely appreciate it. This is episode number one Oh three. I appreciate Rashana Rashana Scott, the Rashana Scott, for coming on and being a guest co-host. Hopefully, she can come on some other episodes. I think she adds some feminine energy that we need on this show. Did you have any last words you wanted to share with the people? RS? Um, (laughs) No, just thanks so much to Erica for coming on here and talking about the importance of uh, group investing, seeing an opportunity, going after it, taking massive action, um, realizing where you missed opportunity, where, <laughs> you know, when you, you know, when you uh, have an idea to, to uh, purchase that book or to purchase that course, like it's for a reason, you know, there is beauty in doing the work and we are called to do this work. Our generation is definitely called to do so. So thank you, Erica, for uh, definitely being a pillar in the community. Um, and a provider, right? Like you're providing opportunities, jobs, um, investment returns, like just just an endless amount of um, 
resources that you're giving to the community. So thank you and thanks so much for having me um, as the guest co-host. This was fun. Awesome. So you guys, uh, you know where to find us, www.capitaltod.com. My name is Charles Ogilvy, also known as Todd Millionaire. Episode 103, signing off.